Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays. After um Championship Week and all the dust is settled. There there are four remaining teams. Uh we're gonna get into all the conference championship last. We just we fucking told that I told. Uh, who remains the New Year Six, the transfer portal, Deion Sanders? We're gonna get into all the shenanigans, but Drift, how you living, Chief? Yo, man, it's probably one of my favorite times of the year when it comes to football. Um, you know, the off season of college football coming upon us. We got the transfer portal in full effect. Uh, you know, NFL's kicking in full swing, almost playoff season, and. Mm-hmm. College football playoffs too, so it's a it's a good time for for football. Um, the weather sucks, but other than that, it's been fun. So the weather sucks. Oh yeah, man. Well, the weather sucks up here. It's terrible. It's, I mean, it gets dark at three thirty. It's ridiculous. And dark at three thirty. Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Joe were at me. I met Joe Rogers today. Uh, for those of you who okay. have been on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we, I got to the bar with him at three forty five, and it was it was getting dark. Sun was going down. Um, it's it's cold up there too. Yeah, it's cold. It's been like, well, it's not too bad. It's like in the thirties right now, but it'll get it'll get down to like the tens soon. But I, luckily, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going a little farther down south, <laughs> so I don't yes. hope it helps. Get out, get out. It's it was sixty degrees in the seven five seven today. It was yeah, like sixty five. That's, nice. that's nice. That's nice. You guys are you guys are down there. You guys, you're on the water. Yeah. Way farther oh. south than me. Motherfuckers complained that it was hot. I said, shit, it ain't hot. This, this, this is just right. Yes, that's that's nice. That's nice. No, I can deal with I can deal with uh the weather. I think the worst part is the darkness. That's what pisses me off. Like when the day's over, because yeah. then I get tired early. I'm I'm I'm, I'm exhausted yeah. at four o'clock, you know, because I think it's it's bedtime. So I take a nap and then I'm up for like fucking nine. It's just it's just all over the place. It makes the day feel late. Like it, if it's if you get an yeah. early dusk, yeah. it'll be like five fifteen p.m. But it just feels like nine p.m. Yeah, oh, yeah should be exactly. House. exactly. So, um, but I've been really enjoying this uh this transfer portal season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun if we start getting some players. So we'll get into all that. Yeah. But um, we're gonna get into all the shenanigans, all the transfer portal shenanigans. But before we get into all the shenanigans and the lies and the hopes and dreams, 
We got to show love to the patrons. We got to show love to the people that keep the lights on at Don V Fridays in a, in a world full of hating ass niggas, in a world full of people that don't want to see the see a black man win in a, you said you're Cuban, and, and a Cuban man win. <laughs> there was a, a beacon of shining light. People wanted to see us win. Frank, legend, Joe Rogers, who say he met today, shout to the home, to the homes like Joe Rogers. Joe Rogers was on the podcast last week, him and Dan. Shout out to them boys. Uh, Joe Rogers, legend. Shout out to Jake, legend. Nathan, legend. Angie, legend. Brendan Hill, legend. Don't be Fridays alone. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, Brendan Hill was on the, he was on the pod years ago, uh, back when it was just me. Uh, Susan, shout out to Hokey Smash, a.k.a. Matthew. Elaine, shout out to Elaine, shout out to Jerry McCann, shout out to Cam Cobb, legends. Shout out to Amir, shout out to Dan and Beth, both legends in their own right. Shout out to Lonnie, shout out to Adam, legend. Shout out to Brian, shout out to Nola, our guy. Shout out to Mitch, legend. Shout out to Avery, shout out to Tom, shout out to Andrew, both legends. Shout out to Treadmill Horse, our guy. Shout out to Corey, our guy. Shout out to Dittler, legend, our guy. Shout out to Luke. Shout out to Ty. Shout out to Greg, legend. Shout out to Brandon, legend. Shout out to Alex, legend. Shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Nathan. Shout out to Two Quickski. Shout out to Josh, legend. Shout out to Paul. Fuck with Babcock. He's a, he's the residential fuck with Babcock guy. Uh, shout out to our friend Ben, legend. Shout out to Nick, legend. Shout out to Marquise. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Valerie, legend. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Mary Andrew. Shout out to Kobe and shout out to John. Our Don V patrons, Patreon been up, uh, coming up on the year, man. Yeah, coming man. up on the. Coming January. up on a year. That is crazy. Um, couldn't couldn't do it without y'all. Um, when I started doing YouTube, because Don V Fridays precedes even being a podcast. When I started doing YouTube, um, I never once considered like thought that people would be like, yo, we want to financially support what you do. And people on YouTube used to tell me all the time in my messages like we want to buy you a drink when you come to Blacksburg we want to do this for you do that for you and I would just thank you thank you you know whatever but then when I got on Twitter and I was able to put more put more of my personality I guess on display um because on YouTube I was pretty animated I mean I'm pretty much the same person but uh I guess with Twitter, I could be more, uh, I guess, funny outside of Virginia Tech football. I can show more of who I am as a person. And I, and people really started to fuck with it and whatever. I say all that to say, to have a Patreon for almost a year and have this many people legitimately, like, support what we're doing is, is humbling. It's, 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 it's good to know people fuck with you. 
So shout out to the patrons. Yeah, we've really built a pretty good platform here, and it's been uh, it's been a while, man. It's almost coming up on two years that I've been involved, and um, yeah. had countless guests and done a lot of stuff. And I really think Twitter has been. I, I I think that you know Virginia Tech in general, we have a really good Twitter atmosphere, and it allows us to like kind of show off what we're doing um, outside of just the episodes and keep the content flow going all the time. So I think we yeah. really. You've really mastered that, and um, you know you see other people in the community trying to do the same thing. It's been a ripple effect, so um, we appreciate everybody's support. Oh yeah, the the, the impact, the impact go, the impact, the our reach goes really far. Uh, I'll say, I'll say that much. We have a definitely far reach. Um, I mean, shit, I said it when you first joined the show. Yeah, you ready to be an underground king? God damn it, that is it. Let's get to the last. There was a lot of last told at this very dinner table last week. Uh, we had a, a roundtable discussion of just a bunch of fucking lies for championship weekend. We're going to start with the fucking Pac-12 championship. Um, USC looked like they had no business on the field versus Utah. Um, Utah was sound. Utah was poised. Utah took advantage, and Utah physically whooped the, at the time, number four USC Trojans. Uh, Caleb Caleb Williams, he had his sassy nail polish on. Utah didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. They said, get your ass the fuck on. This is still our, con- this is still our conference for the time being. I told, last were told, I think we all lied. Who else? Let me see. Yeah, literally, it's oh, all all four of us picked uh pick USC. Uh, we all pick game. you. We all pick USC to be a playoff team. Yeah, that was some big, some big recency uh bias going into that pick because that was right after Caleb Williams lit it up against Notre Dame. Um, yes. Utah is Utah is a really good team, man. Great program. Um, and Cam Rising just is so gritty. So yeah, he like like that kid is very gritty. Um, yeah, former five star too. You know, a lot of people don't remember. Former that. five star, yeah. Cam Razin is a baller, and shout out to the Florida Gators, your 2022 Pac-12 champions. They beat Utah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, as far as USC is concerned, good year one for Lincoln Riley, but they fall short. Uh, they they still get to beat NY six, but we'll get into those games later. Um, so that's I. That's when I knew it was going to be a long weekend for your boy. Uh, UCF versus Tulane. Me, Dan, and Joe had UCF and Gus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Drift had Tulane. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did not watch this game. Um, I don't even know what I was doing, man. I think this was at noon on Saturday, right? This is this is a noon. I, I was I was watching the game. I was flipping between this and whatever other championship game was on. And uh, I think it was at noon during the TCU Kansas State game. Yeah, yeah. UCF was getting their ass kicked most of the game, so it was no need for me to watch it in in its entirety. I would just check in to see if my lab would hold up, and no, did not. So. Yeah, and the Americans about to explode next year, losing Cincinnati and um, and Houston and UCF are all going to join the Big Twelve. So um, it's going to be 
I guess maybe Tulane and, and really there's nobody else for the next couple of years. Tulane and the service academy is about to take it over. We're going to get into this. Uh, before we get into the other important games of importance, that's going to lead us into our playoff discussion. Let's get these bullshit ones out the way. We told the truth about Clemson. We told the truth. We didn't lie. We told the truth. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogers lied, though. Joe Rogers took UNC. Okay. Everybody but Joe Rogers told the truth. We always pick Clemson here for some reason. Um, I lied. I, I thought LSU would hang in tough with Georgia. Uh, Georgia put it on them boys. And um, it's okay. Brian Kelly had a great first year considering – LSU wasn't predicted to do anything serious, let alone win the West. And um, hey, they, he might be a year or two away to competing with Georgia and Bama as, you know, one of the best. Yeah. Now, let's get – and they will do Michigan. I told the truth there. I ain't tell much truth, but the Michigan Wolverines will be going back to the playoffs. They said they punched their ticket. They solidified their spot. They beat Purdue. They took care of that business. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh, man. I'm a 49er fan, so always root for Jim. Um, I felt like he was done dirty as 49ers coach. Um, he didn't deserve to get fired. I know they say mutually agreed to part ways. That was bullshit. They fired him, and uh, he didn't deserve that shit. Now, the controversial one. K-State beats TCU. TCU was handed their first Loss of the season. TCU got to remain number three. Now we about to get because because fuck yeah, I lied. You told the truth. Drift told the truth. I lied. It's irrelevant now. We won't get into the playoff settings. So this is the top four. Now it goes into 12 team playoffs in 2024, I believe. But as of right now. There's only four teams. Number one, Georgia. Nobody's going to argue with that. Number two, Michigan. Nobody's going to argue with that. Number three, TCU. They lost and stayed the same. Hmm. I don't yeah. know about all that. Yeah. My, my, I think my biggest problem with that whole TCU thing is how they just kind of amped up Kansas State to be like this great team. Like we heard nothing about Kansas State all year. And then it was like, oh, TCU lost. But don't worry. It was like Kansas State's great. Kansas State's great. Like Kansas State's a good team. It's like, where the fuck have Kansas State been all year until now? You guys want to prop them up so that if they beat TCU, you know, then you can fall back on that and say, well, they made it. They played a really good team. Whatever. Um, you know, Kansas State is going to get smoked by any of these other playoff teams. And I think really that the committee was just like, we can't. We can't put Ohio State up against Michigan round one. Um, but I think that's, that's kind it. of bullshit. That shit would have did numbers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they opted out of that and then just left them at three. They um, left them at three. Um, this is the first time I've seen a team lose this late and stay the same. Yeah, it's never never really happened before. Um but it goes to show that the committee does have their own biases and like their bias. And, and, and K State you know. didn't like K State didn't steal that, you know, they didn't kick a game winning field goal. Like they handled TCU. 
Now, Michigan handled Ohio State, but Ohio State dropped. They ain't stay the same. Yeah, and Michigan is a much higher caliber team than um, than TCU. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't on board with this at all. I think it was. I think it was. More so, and I think Big Ten fans especially, they have been crying SEC bias for years. Uh, but this is Big Ten bias because this is the committee saying we're not going to throw Michigan and Ohio State at each other in the first round, uh, which I think is bullshit. That's where they should be. It, it should be. That's you know, where you they should have been. You drop one, TCU plays Georgia, and Ohio State play each other, play Michigan round one. Like, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ohio State versus Georgia is pretty nasty. I, I like yeah, nah, that's a great matchup. I, I, I like the matchup. I like yeah. I'm liking the vibes. Ohio State is the one team that can beat Georgia out of this playoff field that can realistically beat Georgia. Well, because they can spread the ball more than anybody else. Like they can actually throw the ball. I mean, Michigan can throw the ball, but they have to set the run up. And if you, you know, I don't know if they can set the run up against Georgia, but Ohio State can flat out beat them with their receivers. Um, Ohio State is the maybe the maybe the maybe the the uh, committee put that in perspective. Like, listen, if we if if we put TCU at four and Ohio State at three, the the the, the game that's gonna get all the eyeballs bigger than the championship would have been a rematch. Ohio, I mean Ohio State versus Michigan. That would have done all the number. It would have outdid the national championship game, no matter who came out of that. So they was like, look, bro, Ohio State beats Georgia, and now you really got a national championship to sell. Because let's be real, TCU is not getting out of this round one, the Fiesta Bowl. They're not getting out of the Fiesta Bowl. No, they are. They're not physical enough. Um, but I mean, if they do, it'll be like a crazy, you know, ridiculous game. But I, I don't think so. Now, with, with Georgia, now Georgia makes the national championship. Versus Michigan, you got you a nice rematch to sell. No, oh, all right, because Georgia played Michigan last year, and and Georgia was clearly the better team and all of that. And we can see if Michigan got better and can Jim Harbaugh finally win the big game. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. Michigan Ohio State national championship game. That, that would, would be kind of that would be that would be lit. That, would be, that would be lit. Yeah, I think that would be everybody's favorite matchup. And I think that's why the committee, you know, is making this happen. That's why they didn't put them up against each other round one, so that there's potential right. for that. Yeah, um, some, it, it definitely some but, potential. But that's the bias. That's the bias. That's not the way that they say that they do things, and then they get it. That's what I have a problem with. But I do think that's the best. Um, right. That's the best matchup we can get. Because that is the game. I mean, there's no better game than that. Uh, in terms of matchups. For, for everything on the line, the history of the two schools, all the Michigan on the, in the world, two, I mean, two wins, talk so much shit. Street. Right. It, it would be nothing like if Ohio State plays Michigan in the national championship. No matter, like, whoever wins, like, you know how Ohio State went on, like, that 20-something game winning streak? Yeah, that if wouldn't Michigan even matter. If Michigan beats them for a natty, like, that erases, like, that erases that whole win streak. It erases all of it. Forever, forever, forever. Yeah. It'll never happen again. <laughs> the amount of bullshit, the amount of shit you can talk when you beat your rival in the natty, um, a rivalry like that. I mean, I understand like Alabama and Georgia playing in the natty, but it's not the same as Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that's a regional rivalry. 
You know what I mean? Michigan Ohio State is the oldest, biggest rivalry in college football. Um, Yeah, that's the one. I mean, you could lock up 20 years of shit talking with that. Right. Forever. Because Michigan, like, like, if Michigan was to beat Ohio State for a natty, a hundred years from now, people's great, great, great grandkids would say, let's say Ohio State wins the next 100 matchups. You can still say, look, bro, we beat y'all for a natty. I don't want to hear shit. When, you it, when it mattered, yeah, when it mattered. We beat you for a natty. But the series record is 190,000 to 30. It doesn't now, matter. Y'all for a natty, bro. <laughs> You got to give us like we're tired, if anything, bro. Yeah, I'm root. I'm rooting for that. That's the game I'm rooting for. My brain tells me Georgia's just gonna win it all because insane talent. Yeah, I've been waiting for I've been waiting for Stetson Bennett to turn into a pumpkin for two and a half years though. So. Well, here's the other thing that could be interesting though is like, okay, so CJ Stroud comes out and plays out of his mind and beats Georgia. Uh, like he could surpass Bryce Young in the draft, like immediately. Oh yeah, uh, you're talking about a lot of change up in the, in the draft because everybody everywhere I've seen has been Bryce Young number one. Um, so yeah, if, if you perform, make some money. if you perform on that playoff stage, I mean, shit. Speaking of Ohio State, shit, Cardio Jones, he 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 performed well on the playoff stage, and he had first round hype. He was a third string quarterback the whole season. Until yeah. like the end of the season, I mean, it, it, he went back. Don't ever go back. Once they say first round, don't go back. Get the fuck out. Uh, he went back and shared with JT Barrett and shit. Not a smart idea, but yeah, you perform on that playoff stage. Oh yeah, just get, get the fuck out. Yes, CJ Stroud definitely would surpass. Uh, that, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for that as well because I want personally I want C.J. Stroud to go to Houston because they're going to get the first pick, um, and I want Bryce Young to somehow end up in Detroit back with Jamison Williams. That would be mine. Um, so we we'll said Detroit been winning. You said no, they got the they have the Rams pick, so the Rams. Oh yeah, the Rams right. are tanking, so they're going to get a they're going to have a top three pick from the Rams. Oh yeah. And the only other teams up there is the Seahawks. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. They might want Bryce Young. Shit. They might say. I mean, shit. with the way Geno's the way Geno's playing though. Man, they waiting on Geno to turn to a pumpkin too. Yeah, but, but uh, but then they could also draft Will Anderson. Like it's between Will Anderson or another quarterback, and you already kind of have a quarterback. Or you could get probably a generational edge rusher. I'm getting me the quarterback, and I'm gonna say, Geno, do it, do it one more year for me. Do it one more year for me. Yeah. Wow, we probably bring the young and Bryce along. Bryce Young would look clean and super clean in a Seahawks uniform. Yeah, so that's your playoffs. Like we said, number one, Georgia, number two, Michigan, number three, TCU, number four, Ohio State. Georgia will play Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, which means Georgia basically playing a home game. And Number and and Michigan versus TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, we're gonna wrap up the rest of this New Year Six. The Rose Bowl will be your Pac-12 champion Utah Utes versus Penn State. Uh, Nittany Lions. I think they. I think Penn State finished like third 
in the Big Ten East, but when you win a great when you win a great conference like that in a great division, the the, the high tide raises all boats, I guess. Yep. Shout out to Penn State. Your Cotton Bowl will be the USC Trojans versus Tulane. Uh, what are they? The Green Wave or some shit? Yeah. Um, Green Wave, baby. That, those teams. Uh, Tulane might have a little decent turnout in Dallas coming from New Orleans. Uh, they might they might get them a little decent turnout out there. I don't know how they fan base kick it though, so I don't know. Um, the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar. Let me say this, and I ain't, we ain't picking games yet. The Sugar Bowl is the annual SEC trap game. I always say this to people. SEC teams that's not playing for the Natty always go to the Sugar Bowl and sleepwalk through the shit. Now, yeah, they don't give a shit. It don't, it don't mean they're going to lose. But I done, seen, I done seen Bama lose this game multiple times. I, Bama lost to Utah. In 2008, back when Utah had like Brian Johnson and them, and Bama had Julio, like name the stars, they had them all. And Bama lost to Utah in the Sugar Bowl. Bama lost to fucking Oklahoma and Trevor Knight in the Sugar Bowl. Like, I'm not saying Bama is going to lose to K State, but the team that goes into the Sugar Bowl always wants to beat the SEC cha- not champion but like a good it's an opportunity to kind of put a nice pelt on the wall to say listen we beat the shit out of SEC so yeah I'm I'm just saying when those lines come out I'm gonna Later. be feeling case I'm gonna be feeling real K-State-ish yeah they always oh, get some weird team too like K-State who surges at the end and is hot yeah because it's always an at-large team yeah yeah, it's always an at-large team. Um, and they're gonna be, and, they're gonna, you know, have everybody there ready to go. Bama's not gonna yeah, give a shit. Everybody's yeah, gonna K- opt K- out. K-State coming out in full effect. The only reason why Bama gonna have representation is because it's New Orleans, right? Um, and last but not least, the Orange Bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson, and Tennessee obviously won't have Andy Hooker. Um, Clemson probably be playing K Club Nick. As DJ Uwe Ungalale is in the transfer portal, uh, so th- it'd probably be a Kate Club Nick showcase uh, to any to any gamblers. We're gonna be picking Clemson uh, when that when that line come out. But uh, I wouldn't Tennessee fans. You had a great year. Um, just go down and enjoy Miami, bro. Don't go down there expecting to win, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, the orange uniform matchup between. Tennessee and Clemson. The orange. The tr- this is will be a true orange bowl. Yeah, uh, it'd be fucking hilarious if, the, if both teams just wore all orange. <laughs> yeah, couldn't see, couldn't oh, see shit. You know, I would sue the shit out of ESPN. I'd be like, listen, that shit made my blood pressure rise. <laughs> I was passed out for three weeks. I woke <laughs> up in a coma. I'm suing. I'm suing. All that shit hurt my eyeballs. I passed out. Yeah, but what they what they need to do though is we need to get a color on color Michigan Ohio State matchup if they make the natty. Give me the give me the all blue versus the all red. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice nice color rush situation going on there. Yeah. Let's talk about this transfer portal. This 
ever since December 5th. The transfer portal has been booming. We're going to talk about this from a Virginia Tech perspective. Um, let's talk about, I mean, the number one, you know, model of the transfer portal is to give us and take us away. So this is what we lose to the transfer portal. DJ Harvey, a promising young defensive back. Uh, Lakeem Rudolph, he was, uh, I think he came in as a receiver and switched him to defense. Mm-hmm. Didn't, uh, didn't get much. Didn't get much burn. Caleb Smith, who was the offensive MVP according to Donvi Fridays, uh, he has one year. I think he's a grad transfer. He has one last season. Probably looking for a place that can get him the ball. He can put up some NFL tape. Armani Chapman, a veteran defensive back, seven five seven. Play, you know, starter, solid, made plays. Probably again another grad transfer. Probably looking for a bigger platform to try to get some NFL love. Yeah, Eli Adams, a rotational defensive end, never got a ton of burn, but did rotate in. Matthias, uh, stretch curl. Who was and I want to say he was in that abysmal 2020 class. He was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That class, bruh. That 2020 class, bruh. He was the guy that was on Twitter and he, I think he tweeted at um Naquan Brown. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that. that. And they went like back and forth about, you know, he's like, oh, stop. You're beefing with your future teammates. And uh, yeah. Right. Never yeah, got right. any of those. Never got any of those guys. All those silent commits, yeah, that was silent commit season. Yeah, but I mean, he he never got on, he never got on the field here, and that's a red flag for me personally. Like, if you couldn't get on the field for those defensive lines, uh, that's that's bad business. Yep. Um, that's bad business. Like, either the coaches hate you, or ooh. you're just you might be just bad. You couldn't get on the field. It's one thing, like, you ain't make no plays. You couldn't even get, like, reps. You couldn't get burned. Now, that's kind of crazy to me. Uh, Keyshawn Artis, uh, 7 past 7 linebacker. It, it's been a crowded linebacker situation since he arrived, especially with Dax being, like, a four-year, five-year starter, basically. Yeah, because he came in and took the job as a freshman, and it was kind of like you could never – Give it away from him, take it away from him. You know what I mean? Right. Desmond Mamoudi, uh, an, another defensive line. And um Jason Brown, um, who kind of came, he came as a quarterback. He was hoping to win the job. After I saw him at the spring game, I was like, no, nah, give me Grant. And we don't even think Grant is like great or you know anything, but yeah, it was evident. It was evident who the better who the better quarterback was. And then we lost some walk-ons, Tyler Matheny, who actually started like two or three games at safety. Yeah, we had like no safeties. We started like two or three games at safety. Um, I think that was the COVID year. It was a lot of people in and out and shit. It was a lot of shit going on. Shout out to Tyler Matheny. Uh, I, I believe he caught an interception. I can't remember the game, but yeah, hey, 
Can't nobody ever take that from them, bro. So, shout outs. And last but not least, Enzo Anthony. I'm, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. If I am, sorry. But um, as of Wednesday, uh, December the 7th or whatever day it is, those are all of the scholarship and walk-on players that will no longer be with the Virginia Tech program. I know Chamari Connor is gone pro. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of departures. Uh, it's a lot of departures. It's, I, I would not say that Virginia Tech is done having those, quote, tough conversations. The fan base seems to be excited. Is there anybody on this list that surprised you? Um, honestly, man, not really. No. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, a lot of people say Caleb Smith. Uh, I didn't really see it. I mean, where else is he going to go? I guess he could stick around for another year, but, um, you know, I think the way the staff sees it is they kind of want to just flush out the bad positions entirely and start from scratch, which I fully in support of. So, uh, not really, man. I think all these were, you know, Amari Chapman, maybe, but um, he's probably not going to have a spot next year. Between Mansour Delane and Strong, Dorian Strong coming back on the outside, I don't think – I think he would have to take a seat. He's not going to play slot. So, um, all of these make sense to me. I wasn't really They surprised. make sense. And um, is Josh Fuga in the portal? I'm no, he's, he's, he's staying, I think, as okay. of right now. Okay, I had to make sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I think the DJ Harvey one kind of surprised me, uh, because he was so he's so young. Like he has, but yeah. When, when you want to go, you want to go. But like, he was always yeah. a str- like I I don't I don't know. He was always a strange kid from the beginning. Like he, we just kind of got him out of California for like no reason. You know, I mean, it was just like a very – we had no other California kids. Oh, man, we get DJ Harvey out of California. He's like our top player in the class for – he never touched California. Um, I don't know. I yeah, feel like, you know, I don't Virginia remember. Tech's I don't a, remember what the connection was, but – Yeah, Virginia Tech's a far place. Uh, yeah, they, they come all the way out. Homesick, you know? I got tired of this shit. Um, it don't help when, and it don't help when the motherfuckers is losing. Like, he's like, well, oh yeah, they can yeah. get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, and in his limited like snaps that he got, he uh, didn't really make the plays that maybe he. Could. But they put him on the field. I mean, he got the return punts, and he did come in and play some DB. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. that was surprised me. Nobody else really surprised me. Maybe the Caleb one surprised me because he won't. And I'm saying this respectfully. I'm not cracking jokes or nothing. He won't get the love somewhere else like he got here. I, you know, like yeah. This I, this 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 team, these coaches, this fan base. We love our walk-on turn scholarship players like hard. Like we love our walk-ons here. Uh, we love we love the underdog story here. At other places. I mean, I don't know where he plan on going, you know, to if he going to another P5, you know, but if he going to another place that appreciates like the underdog, he might be all right. But I yeah. feel like he was getting crazy love. Now, love don't pay the bills. 
Love ain't never paid no bills. Let me say that. He want to go somewhere where he get the ball, but sometimes, like, I don't know, like, the love be crazy. Some people will put the love over possibly making that uh, business decision. Like, we had Trey Turner on here, and I mean, I, I mean, you want to talk about one of the most beloved Hokies ever, but I think the mo- I, I think like most rational thinking Hokie fans would not have been crazy to you know if he would have said you know what I love y'all but I'm gonna go somewhere where they can give me the ball like yeah I think a lot of people would have been fine with that yeah like they would have got over that hurt and been like bro like I mean that's what Tavion did mm-hmm. shit like yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody like burn Tavion's apartment down like bro you gotta stay there like. Everybody was like disappointed, but it was like, look, bro, we get it. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, yeah that- there really hasn't been in recent years players that uh you know I feel like the fan base was pissed about leaving. I feel like earlier on and right. in, in, in the first couple of years of Fuente's regime, um, you know, right when, when people might have thought the coaching staff was good, uh they were more yeah. they were a little more, you know, like, oh, why is this happening? It must be a player problem. But I think in recent years we 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 understand the problems of the coaching staff in the program. So yeah, we, we get it. And I'm glad you brought that up about uh, earlier when the when the portal was really starting to take off. Um, and and it wasn't a lot of information out. And I was one of the main people on on this driving this thing home because a lot of people would argue me and say. This is just what the culture is of college football. Like everybody's just gonna leave now. And I was and I was and I still to this day was like, yeah, but this just feels different. Like this feels yeah. different. Like we had dudes that were actual starters, players that was leaving. Like yeah. that don't ever yeah. happen. Like I mean, man, I got into kind of an argument on Twitter the other day about, I was like, you know, we lost such key pieces back then in the transfer portal. Um, and, and, and like pe- people that, you know, had futures in, in on the team, had performed, like talk about Chris Cunningham leaving. He was one of our top tight ends. Uh, Sean Savoy came in as a true freshman and was a, and was a dog and then just up and left. Um you know, I, man, I'm just going blank right now. But there were so many. Oh, even Khalil Ladler, guys like that. And you were just like, Ladler, you know, yeah, when, like, why are these guys? Why are these guys leaving? I mean, they, like, like, like they hit the exit like immediately. Yeah, and there was no rhyme or reason or anything. I mean, like now you can tell. There, I mean, there's a clear. It's a shift. It's a different culture. Like there's a new staff. Like, like this. Like this transfer crop. And let's say. This is the same amount of people that in that 2018 season. It's the same amount. But like 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 me and you both said, we're not surprised that none of these people left. Yeah, Whereas, I remember being I, I was surprised back then. Yeah, like hey, what, what the fuck? It was legit speculation, and we like to rewrite history and make it seem like there was a, like that was this and this was that. No, the fuck, it was not. In 2018, I remember on Twitter, people was legit like, they were adding Trey Turner and Dax like, please don't leave, like, yeah, don't be like them, please don't be like them. Like, yeah, we had a meeting about this shit. The school put out a press release, 
Like, I know we like to rewrite history and make it seem like it was always this, but no. The school put out a press release. There was a meeting had behind this shit where Fuente was kind of like, well, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Come exactly. On, bro. Like, well, and, I mean, we talked to Josh Jackson. There's a Josh Jackson podcast if you guys want to go back and listen to it. But, you know, one of the things he said was he was the starting quarterback. He should have been the starting quarterback without a question going into the 2018 season that he got hurt in against ODU. And then following that year, he immediately hit the portal. And, I mean, me, myself included with a lot of people, I think we felt like, oh, Josh Jackson, he's just going to come back. He'll be our starting quarterback. You know, he had a great first year. There's some promise there. And then he was just gone, you know. Uh, Everybody got up out of there. Yeah, I mean, he talked about the reasons why, and I think I think it was valid. But it had nothing to do with the stuff that we see nowadays, the transfer portal and yeah, NIL we, we had, and stuff like that. So it was just much different. It was, it was a deeper cultural issue. Uh, that's why the fucking bullshit turkey bacon – Sports Illustrated article even came out. So to begin yes, with, yeah, yes, the transfer portal is a thing now, where it's normal. Even back then, everybody just leaves, you know, the better their careers. But two things can be true: uh, Virginia Tech was undergoing; they were they were showing signs of a nasty ass culture going on, and nobody wanted to say the shit. But at the time, me and a few other people. Um, and we took a lot of bullets for the shit. And oh, oh. nobody spins the block and say, "Damn, Don V, you was right." But oh, can't be like that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, yes, the transfer portal is normal. Dozens of kids from every P five wants to leave now. We get it, but uh, yeah, that shit that happened school. with us was different. Just yeah, that. it was. And that was before, like, transfer rules really got expanded. That was before NIL. That was, you know. Yes. Uh, that was, you know, that was back that was when, just, when you transferred. You sometimes you could, you had to sit out a year and you had to get granted eligibility. That was, just, it was much different back then. Uh, yes, it was eligibility and rules and schools have changed transfer rules in general to make it easier for players to do it. I heard Colorado yes. completely changed their transfer rules for all students to make it easier for the football team to recruit uh, as of this year because of Deion Sanders. So if you don't think things were different back in 2018, uh, they definitely were. Things things have changed, especially in, especially when you put the NIL with it because now you got tampering. Yeah, yeah. And now it's yeah. just like it's constant 24-7 recruiting all the time. Yes. Now, there's a billion kids in the portal right now. I would be, uh, it would be irresponsible for me to ask who you want because obviously we want all the former five stars. We want all the players that's putting up the big numbers or put up some big numbers. So instead of asking what specific players you want or, or even what specific positions you want, what is your portal requirements as we do this Christmas shopping. Everybody's going to be shopping. Uh, what are some of your requirements? I'll give an example. Like for me, one of my portal requirements for this year when it comes to Brent Pride, if they're going to take the FCS route and there's a ton of FCS players that can't play, uh, just because somebody play FCS and get into the portal and we get them, it don't mean that it's a warm body. But 
this is one of my requirements in this year's transfer portal. If they are from FCS, they have to be an FCS All-American or they have to be All-Conference at least twice. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. And I think I'm gonna I think I'm kind of matching this in, in, in sort of a different way. I, I think for me it's it's like uh okay, you're and they've kind of said that I think your recruiting class for high school is a lot of building blocks, right? And that's what this class right. has been. This this twenty twenty three class has been all just building blocks, guys for the future, relationship builders, you know, right. guys from schools that we need kids from in the future. I think the transfer portal needs to be guys that can come in and contribute day one, like guys that you can put in that can start, that can contribute. Um, and they need to be kind of flashy. You know, you need to see like, like, that's why, I mean, I know you didn't say certain players, but Tony Grimes hit the portal. I would love to see Tony Grimes come back to Virginia tech. Um, but that's an example of somebody who's a splashier guy that can come in and play right away. So I think, yeah, same boat. I think, they just have to make that – they just have to level up with these transfers. It can't be the same as last year where you're getting Grant Wells from Marshall and Ladarius Payne from – Yeah, it was like Grant, we- Grant Jason Wells. Brown and – yeah. Every, I think everybody that they get was like they wanted to go to Virginia Tech at, one, at some point in their life. Yeah, and they just weren't – they weren't like – you know, they weren't really like star players at all. You know, I think yeah. I think you really have to get – guys that can come in and make a huge impact from the transfer portal. Yeah, they, got, um, they went and got people that just, okay, you wanted to be a Hokie at one point. Didn't happen that way. It is what it is now. Now you are. It's a good, Everything was feel good. You know, pride them. I don't think they made any, a lot of football decisions. Everything was, you know, okay, we got to make the fans feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay, this kid. 100%. He, Everything was about the the overall narrative that you know feel the love again. So now are happening. they took the mulligan on the year one. They got the love back in the building. Now it's time to actually be a football program. Um, yeah. Another one. Another one of my requirements is if if they are a former Virginia four or five star and there's mutual interest, we got to bring them in. Uh, no yeah, violent, 100%. no violent, no violent felonies, no rapes, no drug kingpin charges. Uh, if there's going to be character concerns, if that's the reason. Um, all former four and five star players must feel welcome by Virginia Tech. And now, this is more so at the fans, more so than the staff. Because a lot of fans took those losses on the recruiting trail hard. And they yeah. turned on those kids as people. Like, fuck him. You talked about Tony Grimes earlier. Tony Grimes, his dad, you know, friend of the podcast, been on the show, Coach Glover. He was called LeVar Ball by this fan base. Uh, yeah, he was called LeVar Ball by this fan base, like, two days ago or yesterday when I tweeted out about it. Um, right. So those wounds, uh, yeah. he been gone for years again. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you, you know what I mean? And I, that's going to be, that's what the transfer portal is going to be though. Nowadays is, you know, a lot of, a lot of players are going to piss off a lot of fans, but at the end of the day, it's a business. You know what I mean? And honestly, 
it might be a really good spot for Tony Grimes to come to from a business, you know, perspective. I mean, he can play in a very good Virginia Tech secondary with Dorian Strong and Mansour Delance. He could. So, you know, there, but, I feel like there's some healing you gotta that can look, be done. But you also go look at the fan base that, you know, called a, one of your loved ones, LeVar Ball, and how, you know, we, we're happy that you're not coming, even though that was sour, you know, like, right, but those as much sour tweets add up, like, yeah, people, them kids, like, people can't tell me they read my shit. Oh, kids read our, you know, you keep, keep kids from coming, but you shitting on kids that go to other schools. Like, they ain't read your shit either. Um, yeah, but I feel like there's also, there's also a lot of love that Virginia Tech gave him that other fans gave him that he's not going to have in other places, you know. For example, like, if he goes out know. to, if he goes out to Baylor – you know, as he's not going to get the same star, love at, at as a former five star. He'll always get the love. Like as a as a former five star, he'll get the love. But uh, yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's, I feel like it's a little it's it's not as much because he's a transfer now. Uh, but I see what you're saying. I just think from from Virginia Tech standpoint, there is a lot of love to go around. There has been some bad blood in the past, there, but there I think that been. can be overridden. And I, yeah, I'm just and I'm just talking. About, I'm just using Tony Grams as an example. Uh, this fan base is not a fan of most four or five star Virginia players that don't go to Tech. Like it's just the ones that go out of state, they don't like them. Um, we this ain't no new topic. We've documented this shit on the show before. Like Ox makes charts every time a four or five star goes out of out of state and bust, they hold on. They remember that shit. Like they don't like these kids. <laughs> oh, you went to Penn State, didn't work out with your sorry ass. They, they hate that shit. So. Yeah. All I'm saying is to the fan base, to us, that nowadays, if we miss on the trail, we can't be so sour about it in this portal error because you can spin the block now. So, yeah. So, that's all I'm saying. If a kid wants to go to, to, I know to Roger Mitchell, he's from Virginia Beach, he's in the portal, he played at Ohio State. We weren't really sour about. Him uh going to Ohio State, but um like he like he did because he went I guess because he didn't go to like a ACC school or SEC school, but um like it's on us to make to not make them feel you know like fuck Virginia Tech I ain't damn sure going to them. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So all former four and five star players, let's make them feel welcome. Um and on on the staff, hey. Let's reach out. If they can play and they ain't got no criminal shit going on, let's reach out. Um, it can work out. Look at Jordan Williams. Went to Clemson. He played a lot, played on some great defensive lines. Wanted to put together one last good year for the NFL. And we were there. And he came through and made plays. So that's all I'm asking our, our brethren to do. Um, I think the staff can. I think they're gonna have to prove that they can that they can do it because it's it's right there. I mean, in past years we didn't have playing time to sell because you know Fuente's staff right. had stockpiled so many fucking kids that there was never any space for them to even come in and contribute, and they couldn't recruit anyways. So there's there's never an option. But now you have tons of space. You have all the recruiting capabilities that you could possibly have. So they gotta land some kids. I mean, they gotta nail. This transfer, they gotta land, and 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 everybody and everybody we get isn't going to be a starter, um. But we have 
even rotational pieces. We have rotational time that is necessary. So we have to use the portal even more, even smarter than everybody else because the best FCS, FBS schools, they're going to use the portal to just plug, you know, whatever holes. Okay, we need a safety, whatever it is. No, we got we need backup safeties. We need back, we need rotational linemen. Like we have holes, holes. So it, the portal is going to be very important. Another requirement. I, no, I'm not even going to say this is a requirement for me, but this is more of a red flag. Um, I don't want no kid that's going to like their third team, their fourth team. That that like to me. It's just I don't even like kids that get that, that decommit two, three, four, five, six times. Like, if you can't get settled in, like that's a problem. That's a problem for me because like, when are you going to actually play? Like, you spend more time getting recruited than playing. So, to JT Daniels, and I know we need a quarterback. I'm out, like, bro, like you went to three different FBS programs and you still in the portal, like. If you can't like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't trust a kid that always got his eye on the next location. So, yeah, he's I mean, going to their third, fourth teams, fifth teams. Keaton Slovis, great example. Cameron Kelly, another great example. Um, there's a lot, man. There's a lot of these players that just hop around, hop around, hop around, and um, I'm not against it. But I mean, like, if that's what you want to do, man, like, I think there's a bigger problem, you know. Yeah, it's a bigger problem. Like, yeah, it don't make them bad. It don't make them bad people or nothing. But it's like you not getting better. Like, you're always learning new. You like you're always learning new offense, learning new defense, getting adjusted, getting adjusted, getting adjusted. And before you know it, your eligibility is up, and you got like a couple of half years of playing. I don't know. Yeah, man, it's like when people move jobs too fast. You know, or constantly in and out of jobs. Um, yeah, you got to start gaining flag. the actual. Yeah. You got to start gaining the actual experience. Yeah. Like eventually, you got to play. You can't keep getting recruited. Like, can you play? Like so. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, you know, and then it just looks bad on you. Like, okay, Keaton Slovis. So, so what happened? What was, what was wrong? You played, and then you transferred again. So was it? Did you make the wrong decision when you transferred? Right. Again? Like, right, is it you or SA? And some of the motherfuckers, some of these kids get the hard conversation too. Like, hey, new coach come in, hey, hit that portal. That portal, right. Chief. Uh, and last but not least, as far as my portal requirements, uh, we got to hit on some gems. Um, we're not going to bring in all our transfers, are not going to be former four and five stars. Everybody's not going to be a splash. I'll be surprised if we get one former five star, honestly. But uh, find gems, but do not, do not think your portal philosophy is going to be all gems. Like we, like Fuente thought that, like he was the smartest. Like I found all gems. I uncovered. All these gems from the yeah. portal. Fuente's recruiting philosophy in general was: let me find the kids who haven't been re- recruited by Power Five schools, and right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hone it down to just those kids and find all the gems. All gems. Yeah, no man, I need some now, bona fide talent in here. I need you know I need some whoever found talent. Khalil Herbert. I think that was what that Lechtenberg. 
Um, yeah. I think Lechten, I think Lechtenberg put the out clear Herbert. That a, but look what happened. I mean, we had a lot of transfers that weren't Khalil Herbert. So yes. So um, and 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 I always like to constantly remind Hokie Nation this: they didn't even know what they had at Khalil Herbert till he played. Because they brought in uh, Blackshear too, and they were for three games, one A and one B, and they both played. They both were given the same carries in the same role, and then it was, and then as it was obvious that okay, we got some of this Khalil Herbert kid. They relegated Blackshear to the sweet guy, the screen guy, try to get him in space. Like his role changed, and his numbers dropped. But when they played. Blackshear, and they gave him inside carries and stuff too. He was eating. It's just Khalil was just a little bit different. So yeah. I don't even want to give him too too much credit for Herbert because yeah, they found him, they brought him in, but it ain't like they were like, "Yo, just the one." No, they bought in him. They bought in Blackshear, and they were just like, "Okay, we got two backs, and we'll figure out what's going on." Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the same thing that the staff did with Wells and Brown. They just both of them sucked. So, um, yeah. you know. they just bought a man, whatever, whatever. Okay, I would love to see if they could if they could get a quarterback and be like, okay. "This is our guy." Like right off the bat, just wham! This is our fucking guy. We went out there and we got a we got a stud, we got a stud quarterback and just stamp it right there, and then just and then just leverage that to build your offense. That that would like just be perfect in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna land any wide receivers. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna land any wide receivers until they until they can feel that we have stability at quarterback. So whether we go get a Jeff Sims or a Devin Leary, and I'm not saying breaking any news that we offer these people or not, I really don't know. But DJ, I know how people feel about DJ you, but he does have a name. He does have some star power. I'm not even saying go get him. I'm just saying there's it's there's Brandon Armstrong. There's a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> that kid from Baylor. Um, you know, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm cool with whoever. I just want to just get somebody that, to compete you know, with Grant that can, that can um, compete at a high level. You know, that we know is is a talent. Yeah, I'm not even against Grant being here, but he needs somebody that's going to compete with him. Um, yeah, they clearly the staff is not that high on Devin Farrell, Taj Bullock yet or whatever. So yeah, I think those guys might be hitting the portal soon. Anyways, they might be hitting the portal. They might be hitting the portal. They damn self. So um, yeah, if they could bring in a Jeff Sims who does have two years eligibility to come in and compete with uh compete with Grant Wells and you know Jeff Sims is a veteran guy. He's a mobile guy. Um, and then maybe some wide receivers can be like, okay, Jeff Sims, you know, Jeff Sims can play. Maybe we can turn some heads and get some wide receivers to come to. Yeah. So word on the street is that there are some 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 wide receivers that are uh, a very high talent that are saying nope until we get a new quarterback. Right. So those are the portal requirements. Uh, so yeah, no no kids that's on a fifteen. None of that. Uh, make take care of your form. If we have former Virginia players that's in the portal and the coaches are interested, let's not remind them how much we hated them for spurning us. Uh, yeah. 
uh, all so, grad transfer, all grad transfers must have to be players. They got to compete. I mean, they have to be. You coming in with one year left? Like, don't come in here and just be here. No, like we need a bowler if you're yeah. gonna be a grad transfer. And what else? Um, also, like, try to stay away from the kids that have a lot of injury history or are currently hurt or just got hurt. Because uh, okay. Better, I mean, medicals, that's part of the eval, medicals. Yeah, I, I would like to see guys that can come in right away and compete, not have to sit out or have passed some yeah. tearing six ACLs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your, med- do your medicals. Uh, all, you're going to hit on hit on some gyms, but don't think that you're about to just find 13 FCS transfers and they're all going to be just superstars here. Like, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, uh... And oh yeah, I mean this kind of goes the same thing with uh the former Virginia players that's in the portal. But if there's an old eval you have prior when you was at Penn State or whoever you know these coaches, um yeah, hit them back up. Uh, we offered Donovan McMillan today. Yeah, he played at Florida for two or three seasons. Yeah, um, his recruitment came down to us. Came down to us in Florida. Um, some of my Florida guys, I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna say tapped in with Florida, but I'm cool with some highly tapped in people at Florida. And, um, they was kind of expecting him to take a bigger role. Um, this wasn't like when he left Florida, they were like, good, get him the fuck up out of it. No, they was like, damn, you leaving? We need you. So. Yeah. He played a lot this year. Um, so I, I mean, I remember seeing him and I, I was watching Florida games. And I was like, oh damn, that's him right there. He's playing. He's starting. So. Yeah, he contributed, so, he contributed to them. So yeah, so those old evals, um, obviously, this current staff wasn't on him when he was um coming out of high school. But shit, Brad was in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure he knows what it is. So yeah, spin the block. You know, you know, check up, check up on those old evals. Yeah. Last but not least, before we get out of here, Don V Fridays, this is a conversation I could not wait to have on here. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is leaving Jackson State and headed to the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, I want to have a deeper conversation about HBCUs and Deion and all of that. Uh because it's been a, it's been, it's, this is the topic that split black Twitter in half. Um, I want to have this conversation because I grew up in the South. I grew up in Virginia, Southeast Virginia. And um, I grew up in a place where the thought of going to Virginia Tech, like people in my neighborhood, like it's, it's a dream, it's Disney World. It's not even real. Nobody ever in my neighborhood or like people that my family never talked about. I'm going to go to UVA. I'm going to go to Virginia Tech. I'm going to go to UNC. It does not happen. If somebody from where I'm from said they're going to college, the next question is, where are you going to? Hampton, Norfolk State, Virginia State. Where are you going to? North Carolina, A&T. Most black people that's like not an athlete, don't even consider going to those schools like a UNC, the University of Miami, whatever the case may be. So, like, I've grown up in this HBCU hub because, like, the Southeast, mainly, south the Southeast portion of the United States is, like, 
where like most of the HBCUs are, because that's where most of the black people are. Um, history lesson for the white listeners on Stompy Fridays. They're not familiar with HBCUs. They only know about HBCUs because of Deion and Jackson State. Um, there was this thing back in the day, it was called racism. They did not want black people going to school. They did not want black people going to college. Uh, so back in those days, the UVAs, the, the Alabamas, the Ole Miss, all of them did not want black students. So instead of black people deciding to, let's all just, well, be fucking stupid. Let's make our own college. Uh, so that's how HBCUs were created. Um, we weren't allowed, so we made our own. What a concept. Um, so black people had a place they can go to college. Uh, I, I've, I've seen this tweet for years. They got their own colleges. We don't have our own colleges. Oh, yeah, it's called Old Fucking Miss. <laughs> uh, it's called the <laughs> University of Virginia. It's called Baylor. It's called uh, UCLA. Um, yeah, they run for us. Um, but what eventually happened is college sports happened. And uh, people got to looking around and they said, we need more fucking athletes. Uh, yeah, that's how that happened. So, yes, uh, when you see pictures of Jerry Jones outside of a school um, and not wanting black people in that school, yeah, they didn't want us in school. So black people had to go to their own schools, build their own schools. So, yes, that's where HBCUs come from. Uh, out of, yeah, we weren't allowed. So, why is this conversation important to today? Because now the NCAA is a billion dollar industry. The University of Alabama, who at one point fought to keep black people out of their schools, have probably a team that's probably 80, 90% black people, a football team. Um, you know, if you are a five-star recruit coming out of high school, where are you going to go? University of Alabama or uh, Hampton University? Probably going to go to Alabama. They have all the money. They have all the resources. They have all the ability to get you to the NFL. It's always been like that um, ever since they were able to integrate and all of that shit. Cool. Whatever. Yay, integration. This is where Dion comes in. I ain't going to try to be too long-winded about this shit. Deion Sanders, he played at Florida State, one of the greatest football players, one of the most charismatic, superstar, all of them. Got the head coaching job at Jackson State because he wanted to skip the fucking line and not do what every other coach did. Every other coach that's a head coach at, uh, at this level of football started out as a grad assistant or... You know, they pushed papers or they was the camera work, the cameraman or they was a defensive line coach for like a D7 school. That's how everybody else got into coaching. But Deion Sanders is way too goddamn popular and way too goddamn uh, impatient to do all that. Who else was going to give that man a head coaching job other than the HBCU who could use the exposure, who could use, you know, that Deion rub and it's fucking Deion Sanders. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Who knows what the fuck Jackson State had going on before Deion Sanders? Why not? It's great. It's a great look for the school. It's a great look for the city. Of course. Now, Deion Sanders takes that job. He does a lot of goddamn talking. 
Now, this is where the people is holding Deion Sanders accountable is holding them to because he was talking like somebody that was going to shine a light on HBCU football and it was going to like try to change the game and have all these great four and five star athletes go to HBCUs and bring HBCU football to a different level. Now me, I live, I'm in, I'm in walking distance of HBCU. I'm 10 minutes away from another one and I'm 45 minutes away from another one. Like I say, I live in the hub of HBCUs. I'm, I'm, I'm from Southeast Virginia. That's where the black people in Southeast Virginia go to school. Um, I'm sitting here like, he ain't about to do shit for nobody else but Jackson State. And that's what happened. Uh, Jackson State got all this love. Jackson State got all the players. They got fucking uh, Travis Hunter, who was like the number one, number two player in the country. And Jackson State was, was lit. And Deion Sanders, as the puff daddy of uh, HBCU ball, he gets all the shine. He gets all the pub. Even though he thinks he's doing the right thing, he, it's all self-service. Whatever. Here's my criticism of Deion Sanders. Bro, all you had to do was see Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, your kids, see that crop through, let them go pro, prove that HBCU ball is capable of having five-star players, having talented players. See, they can go to the league too. It's okay to do this. It's okay to take this route instead of just going to Ole Miss, going to Bama, going to Miami or whatever. He didn't do that. He proved himself wrong by doing the same thing that everybody accused all the kids of doing is you got to go there to, you know, be considered, quote, big. So that's what Dion fucked up at. It's not about a black man taking a job and you hating on a black man. No, this is about if you said you wanted to level up HBCU football and break some of these stereotypes, then break them before you go take a job. Didn't mean to be long-winded. Drift, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I have a much different background at HBCU. So my my take is like from a pure football and coaching perspective, uh, mm-hmm. I can't speak on the things that you talked about. It makes sense to me when you say that. I, I, I get that. Um, I looked at it as a, hey, he got a better job. And sometimes mm-hmm. when jobs come, you just got to take them. Um, I think looking at it from what's he going to do at Colorado and what's he doing in NIL and in the recruiting industry, I think he's going to make a lot of waves and do a lot of, do a lot of cool things. Uh, but mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of the things that he didn't get done at Jackson State, I think he left some on the table for sure. Um, right. We'll see. We'll see if he can make it happen on the field. I think he can, and I'm I'm rooting for him um, to be able to do that now at this next level. So that's just what I have from my perspective. I get why people are upset at it. Um, you know, if it was my community, I'd probably feel the exact same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's like nobody's mad that Dion took a better job, or you know, will be perceived to be a better job. All we're saying is, bro, uh, you left some stones unturned. Nobody and 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 if Dion would have took the job and he and he got a mouth, he know how to promote himself, he know how to talk, 
if he would have said, listen, this is an opportunity for me to prove that I can coach and, you know, I can move on and do this, this and that. No, 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 no. He didn't do that route. This is why people are mad because a lot of people are going to gaslight everybody like, what the fuck are y'all mad for him taking a job for? No, this is the shit he said he was going to do. And he left a lot of stones unturned. Uh, you can't promise a rebuild, uh, get yourself lit, and then leave. That's not how it goes. And he didn't just take on, oh, because I, I haven't seen people throw where he went, whatever he went at Jackson State. I think he had had like five losses in three years at Jackson State. Yeah, of course. But he took on the challenge of he wanted to shine a light on all HBCU football. Um, believe it or not, the SWAC isn't the only HBCU conference. <laughs> it's more than just the SWAC, people. You got the MIAC, you got the MIAC. Um, and I know all about the MIAC because the MIAC is Hampton University, no longer Hampton University, is in the MIAC. But like Norfolk State, Howard, that's in D.C. Lord knows I spent many nights on Howard campus wilding the fuck out. Um, like it's more than just swag football uh, that's, that has black colleges in it. The MEAC has Delaware State. Like there's a MEAC swag challenge. Like I know all about this shit. I was raised in this area. Like I was raised in MEAC country. I know about... Uh, I know I'm, I'm I'm tap damn, bro. I know what's going on. So he did not do that. He got Jackson State lit uh, on some last chance you shit where, you know, he had all the talent that nobody else had. He beat the shit out of who he was supposed to be. He did what he was supposed to do. But the lights that he shined, he didn't finish shining all those lights and what it did. And like I said, there was a lot of people that didn't even know what the HBCU was before uh, Deion Sanders in Jackson State, which is kind of crazy. But everybody's not born on the same side of the tracks. I get it, especially especially people that's not in the South uh, and on, on the East Coast. Like they they're not used to even hearing shit like that. So I'm just I'm happy that at least at the very bottom of this people know what HBCU is now. So a lot of people are like, what the fuck? HBCU? Like, they got their own colleges? Like, what kind of racism shit is that? Like, not even knowing the history of America, uh, which is crazy. Um, So I'm happy that Deion Sanders did, at the very least, he did accomplish that. Uh, we do know what HBCU is. We do know why, why they exist. Some people don't, but they just chose to be ignorant. And um, yeah, Prime's going to Colorado. Now, here's my problem with Prime leaving Jackson State. Is this motherfucker had a meeting with them kids and said, uh, do not get your asses in that portal. Because uh, your ass might be lost in the sauce. Um, we going to have some meetings. And I think when he said we going to have some meetings, he probably was saying with the motherfuckers I'm taking with me. Um, but yeah, shit, the grass might, might not be green. The state ass is there. Next goddamn day, he was in Colorado. He told the motherfuckers, uh, consider the portal. 
<laughs> I'm bringing motherfuckers with me. Uh, yeah, some of y'all might want to hit that portal. Uh, just hip like we want to talk about night and day responses. Like, how you gonna tell the team? To, mind you, both both teams are facing some of the most uncertainty they've never dealt with in their life. You gonna tell the kids at your school might not want to get out there. It's uncertainty. You might go out there and not find a home. And then your first order of business at the new school is, uh, y'all might want to get the fuck up out of here because uh, I'm bringing people. Wow, uh, that was nasty work. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think it's pretty. I think it, I thought it was pretty funny that he just told him like, get the fuck out of there. Um, hey. I think the thing is with him is he knows that probably not all those players at Jackson State are going to be able to play at a power five level. Right. Uh, but some of them will, <laughs> like Travis Hunter. Right. Uh, who's, so, who, who's probably who's probably got all his shit in Colorado right now. He's probably – I mean, honestly, De, I mean, Dion probably – Dion probably told him when he recruited him, hey, listen, if I go somewhere, you're coming with me. Right. You know I mean – he probably said, when I go somewhere, you're coming with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. When? That was probably, that's probably been a thing. You know. Now, if maybe things change and Travis Hunter felt like he wanted to stay or whatever, then there could be a problem. But it, it, from what it looks like, it was planned. Like, they knew. If Travis Hunter stays at Jackson State, like, I don't know what it would do for his draft stock, but, like, as a, like, like his integrity stock, his character stock should shoot through the roof. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, love don't pay the bills. But if he was to stay, he like he could be like, I don't know, Zora High or some shit. The prince that was promised. Like, he's going to be the one that's going to uplift and change the narrative. Because, like I said, a couple guys have wanted to go the HBCU route as a five-star, but, like, it's just not built for them. Like they need to be at schools that can help them get to the NFL because HBCUs are underfunded. Like it's just what it is. Like, right. Do motherfuckers want to talk about Virginia Tech never having no money? Uh, no HBCUs, bro. No, the, the funding is just not there. Like, and that's okay. Um, shout out to Colorado for. The AD saying, they were like, how the fuck did you get the money for Deion Sanders? He said, we ain't got no, we don't got the money for him. We'll get it. And he's not wrong. Uh, and honestly, um, not a bad strategy either. I mean, it's like using a credit card. You know, sometimes you just got to swipe the card and pay it off, man. And, and I've said this about Virginia Tech for years. I've said this for years when everybody would make excuse at the excuse, we don't get the money. That's not how the world works. You think every business owner, you think every business owner, small business owner, just woke up one day and just was handed a business? No. Gotta take out a loan. They, they took out a loan. Exactly. They took out a loan and they worked and then they paid it off. Exactly. So when Virginia, you know, every entrepreneur had to eventually invest in themselves. I was told one time, and I never went to college. I never went to school. I went to I went to 
I went to community college uh, for a semester one time, but I was told like, invest in yourself. Even going to college is a self-investment. Like yes. nobody's just gonna give you nothing for no reason. <laughs> you gotta invest in yourself. So when I heard the, whoever the official was for Colorado, I don't even want to say it's the AD, whoever that was, say, we don't got the money. But you bring in Deion Sanders, the shit pays for itself. Because then they posted a tweet the next day saying, uh, uh, um, what is it, season tickets, over such and such thousand season tickets already sold out. Um, they Colorado Buffaloes gained 140-something thousand more Twitter followers. Um, yeah, engagements through the roof. They landed a five star for the 2025 cycle. Except for, for 2026. They, oh, my bad. 2026. They gained a five star from the 2026 cycle. Like, that, Dion's contract is going to pay for itself. It's yeah. going to pay for itself. By next year. By next year. He'll be able to bring in. Whatever staff he wants, it's it's gonna pay for itself. It's gonna pay for itself. The NIL money is coming. Colorado, the University of Colorado is not that far from Denver. I'm pretty sure the cannabis companies in Denver is lining up to make oh, money yeah. with the university. All the businesses in Denver is ready to. What what can we give? What can we give? Shadur Sanders selling ham sandwiches for local. Denver delis, Virginia Tech, you have no excuses. That's what I'm saying. You can sit there and say, I don't see no money. Or you can make a big swing and finally start doing what you got to do and stop sitting back waiting for Don V757 to give his little bit of pennies to y'all can build another library. Not going to happen. Not happening, brother. Not going to happen. Exactly. So, with the Pac-10 being about to be the Pac-10 again, with UCLA and USC uh, are leaving, Coach Prime got a prime opportunity to be one of the top dogs in the Pac-10. You'll have Oregon still there. You'll have Washington still there. You'll have Utah there. The rest of it is up for the taking, man. And if Prime brings in a ginormous staff, and he's going to be able to recruit. We know the motherfucker can promote and hype and generate buzz. It can be scary hours down there, man. It probably, I mean, it will be, man. They're they're going to be a good team, I think. You know, so yeah. he's going he to turn around. He about, he about to flip that rock. Listen, that was a one win roster. Man, he already is offering every fucking player in the transfer portal. I swear to God, every player I've seen has been offered by Colorado. <laughs> offering. Offering. Not even, he's not even there yet. He's not even there yet. He still got it. He got he got one final game to coach at Jackson State. And he's still work. He's still working. He's still working. He's working right now. Still working. Still recruiting. Um on on Twitter in the in our NTP five, our our uh, our group. I, didn't, I don't think I tweeted this publicly. I think I only talked about it in there. But I was comparing Dion's approach year one to Pryor's approach year one. And Dion is going with the complete, like I said, he met with the guys and said, y'all motherfuckers are out of here. You one-win motherfuckers, y'all are out of here. 
and you compare it to Pry, who knew, hey, I gotta flip this roster, but he still took a year one mulligan. Yeah. Just to kind of let's try it out. Let's see who can play. Just to make it let's easier. see who can't play. Let's, you know, I don't want to just I don't want to preach all this Virginia shit and then just cut everybody's nuts off. So he, he he tried it out and you know he lost a lot. Um and Dion's like, I'm not even about to sit up here and lose with these motherfuckers. Um, they got to go. Um and I was just thinking to myself that is that because Dion's a black coach and black coaches don't get that type of grace and rope? Or is Dion's just a winner and don't got time to be sitting and losing? Uh either way, I just, I just, I just I found the two approaches to, and they kind of had the same problem coming in. I, I find the two approaches interesting. What say you? Yeah, I think, oh man, I really wish Pry could have came in and done that. Like done, they'll just walk in, flip the roster day one, but he doesn't have the clout for that. You know? He doesn't have the, right. the pull. He doesn't have the pull for that, but that's what I would have wanted, you know? Uh, that's what I right. wish we could have had. I thought <coughs> that's the that's the right way to go about things because, you know, the evaluation period doesn't need to take a whole year. I mean, you already know, you know who you're who can play and who can't play. Really, if you want to come in and, right. and 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 rebuild the roster with you know four and five star players that are much more talented, you could do that. You just have to be fast. You know, what I mean, you got to be able to sell. You got to work fast. The, the the reason why Brent Pry didn't do what we're saying is like come in and just flip it immediately is on the other hand, he was running a uh heal the Commonwealth yes. campaign. Yes. And very if, important as well. Which if he would have told 20, 30 players to kick rocks, uh they're gonna go back to the, a lot of people off. They were they're gonna go to their respective hometowns and say, like, fuck him. Like <laughs> So oh, 100%. So Pry had to he had to play that delicate politics game that Fuente just was not going to play. And yeah. and I know Brent Pry was told like, bro, you get one you get this mulligan year, bro. This shit don't count. Like we we keep it so. I'm not I'm not mad at how things happen for Pry, but I bet can you imagine right. if we got Dion? Like, you know how much fun that would be. Just come in and just oh, the, the amount of buzz I, around your program and Right. Oh, I'd be sounding like a complete hypocrite. I'd be like, bro, fuck the HBCU. Fuck the HBCU. Oh, yeah. I'd be super hypocrite right now. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, Dion's at Colorado. It's going to be fun. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see how many uh, Jackson State players he gets. Yeah, he fucks them. Uh, but hey, man, tough titties said the kitty, but the milk's still good. Hey, they'd be all right. Oh, uh, that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Thing left you got to say to the people. I got nothing, man. I think you covered damn near everything. Damn, they covered everything. Hey, man, show love to us on Spotify. Give us five stars. Show love to us on Apple. Give us five stars. That's that's the only thing that's free, bro. Like that's free. Like love yeah. is free. You do that for free. Anybody love is that. free, man. Um, that's it. We'll see. We'll see y'all next time. Maybe not next week. Who knows? <laughs>